Kristaps Porzingis comes alive, does a lot of things for the Celtics as they execute a business-like blowout of the Toronto Raptors. We're going to talk about it right now on a bonus Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day, and I'm here for you every day, not just Monday through Friday, Monday through Sunday. It's a a seven-day-a-week podcast right now, the way these guys are playing, because I'm post-game every single post-game. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The show is free. It's always going to be free. It's always available on your favorite podcasting app. It's always available on YouTube. Get into that comment section. Let me know what you think about a Boston Celtics 117-94 win over the Toronto Raptors. They're second in a row. They are now 7-2 and on the season. I'm John Corrales. If you're new to the show, I used to play ball a long time ago. Now I'm a beat writer covering the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I'm here at the TD Garden, not out in the arena because they're flipping the, the arena over for a concert, but I'm here. In one of the side rooms, I got a nice monitor behind me with the graphic. This actually looks pretty good. This is a nice little podcasting area. So I can talk about this win, a business-like win, a methodical win, a little bit of a slow start, a little bit of a lull, not the best uh, second quarter, not the best when um, Jason Tatum left the floor. But uh, they came back in the third quarter, and the second half was just an utter demolition. The third quarter was just a waxing. And, uh, you know, it just, I, I want to mention the third quarter because if I'm going to be fair, if I'm going to be fair to Joe Missoula, everybody talks about the timeouts. Toronto calls a timeout in the third quarter where the Celtics had a 9-4 run. Toronto calls a timeout, and the Celtics come out and extend the run to 21-6 after the timeout, forcing another timeout. By, by that time, it was a 23-point lead. Timeouts don't always change the momentum. They don't. So the Celtics came into that third quarter on a mission. Tatum kind of took over in that third quarter, and it was just a laugher from there. Fourth quarter, Jason Tatum, I mean, Jalen Brown was dunking all over everybody. A couple of nice passes from Porzingis. Just really just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And let me just start with Porzingis as I get into the things that I liked portion, which is most of this podcast. I'm not going to give you too much. This This is a fun kind of you're listening to this on a, if you're if you're if you're heading home from like the club or the bar and you're sitting there like oh look a podcast popped up I don't want to go too crazy with it but um Porzingis Porzingis was I, I think more so than Tatum more so than Brown I think Porzingis was the story in this game he gets four shots in the Brooklyn game and I said oh that's not good enough and then he comes out and gets 14 in this game to finish with 21 points 9 of 14 shooting, 3 of 7, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. He did have 3 turnovers. But the 3 assists, the passing, the screen setting, just a lot of good play. The defense from Porzingis in 27 and a half minutes. It's kind of like the perfect Porzingis game. This is exactly what you want Porzingis to be. You finish, 
he finished one drive with a dunk. He catches a lob. He um, was passing. He was shooting the three. He was doing a little bit of everything. This is exactly the kind of like third scoring option uh, matchup nightmare that you want Porzingis to be. That's This is kind of how it was envisioned when he was signed by the Celtics. Now, of course, this is the Toronto Raptors, right? And we've seen against the bad teams, a lot of the things that we're looking for are happening against the bad teams. You blow out the Raptors. You blow out the the, the Brooklyn Nets. You blow out the Indiana Pacers, the teams that you're supposed to beat. The Celtics are beating. Joe Mazzulla will admit up and down that he didn't use Porzingis the right way in that Minnesota game. We talked about that. I talked about that post, post game. Uh, it was kind of obvious that they didn't do enough to pull uh, Rudy Gobert away from the rim. They didn't use Porzingis effectively. And that's part of the learning curve. That's part of him learning. It's part of uh, Joe learning. It's part of, you know, everybody learning. And so I thought this game, you got to see a little bit more of Porzingis setting good, solid screens getting his teammates free so they can get their shots, uh, rolling, popping, reading things the right way. He had a great, great, great play with Jalen Brown, fed him with a beautiful pass right down the lane where he goes to run a dribble handoff. And I, I want to say Scotty Barnes was on Jalen Brown, but instead of running the handoff, he just kind of spins and uses his backside to, to just screen Barnes off just enough and then Jalen reads it perfectly, cuts right down the middle. And instead of the defender just being right there with Jalen, now he's on his back and Jalen gets a free run to the to the lane because the floor is spaced. And, you know, uh, Sam Hauser and Peyton Pritchard run a little, just a little simple off ball, just crossing action with each other. So their defenders have to be like, where's my guy? And look away from what's happening on the play, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful stuff, beautiful reads, beautiful execution, all of that stuff. Porzingis making that pass right down the middle. Beautiful, gorgeous basketball. Um, the Celtics are just trying to figure out their flow. They're figuring out, and it's tough. You know, in this game, you, you had, you know, all the guard play was the big story in yesterday's podcast today. Derek White, five shots. Drew Holiday, nine shots. Uh, they were great, plus 22 for Holiday, plus 20 for Derek White. But they they didn't hit a three. They did other things. They combined for 12 assists. That's really great. Uh, they got rebounds. They did other things to help the team win. But those are the guys that didn't get the shots in this game. 14 combined. Jalen gets 20. Tatum gets 18. Porzingis gets 14. That's the majority of the shots. They didn't put up the exact amount of shots that I wanted. They, they, they put up 86. They were very efficient with it, though, 54.5%. Uh, they were okay from three, 15 for 44 is a little bit below average, but not egregiously bad, especially because Toronto was 10 of 37 from three. Uh, don't like the fact that they were 8 of 13 from the line. The, the free throw shooting is kind of weird with these guys. Tatum keeps having like these weird, I don't know. He was four of six. If he hits one more, it's fine. But like, I'm not, I'm not thrilled, thrilled with the three, with, with the free throw shooting. But regardless, um, I thought Porzingis in this game just did enough of everything where I, I really do consider it the perfect Porzingis game. 
Uh, Tatum obviously is amazing. He leads the NBA in plus minus by a ton. Uh, I think it's 166. Uh, he was a plus 42. Tatum was a plus 42 in this game. Uh, in raw plus minus, he's a plus 166. Drew Holiday is second at plus 111. Then you get Derek White and Porzingis tied at seventh plus 95. Jalen Brown down at 14th at plus 67. Uh, let me just, I'm kind of bouncing back between what I like and what I didn't like the, the, the Jalen Brown at plus 67, when you start next to Tatum and you play the same amount of minutes and then you start to stagger and Tatum is 166 plus 166 and Jalen Brown is up almost exactly a hundred points behind him. It just goes to show again, the, the Jalen plus non Tatum minutes Celtics have to figure that out. I'm not going to go too crazy about it. I do think that Jalen continues to, to try to do too much, try to handle the ball too much. I think there has to be some sort of reckoning here where whoever the point guard is that he's with, is it Derek White, is it Drew Holiday? You just have to understand that the best offense is those guys handling the ball, Peyton Pritchard handling the ball, and running multiple actions, you know, a pin down, stagger screens, things like that for, for Jalen to come off and get the ball on the move. I said it last night. I say it tonight. I'm going to say it again because it's just something that continues to be uh, an issue. It's not the it's not the end of the world right now. It's not, but it has to change. Uh, but look, on the plus side, Jalen in the third and fourth quarter, big huge dunk explosion, just dunking on everybody. Uh, that was that was really pretty. That was fun. That's that's something that I like. Um, what else do I like? Sam Hauser and the bench. Sam Hauser comes in four of six from three. So he's five of 10 yesterday, four of six from three, uh, nine of 16. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good percentage. So, so now he's up closer to 45% here on, on the year. I, I'm not going to nitpick because you want him to hit as many threes as possible. I just want to see a little bit more consistency. Let's get a little bit more consistency here from Sam Hauser. I don't want to see him go, you know, oh, for the next 12 then please do not make that some sort of like wild prediction. Uh, whatever entity might be around me saying, John said it, that prediction is coming through. I do not want that to be the case. Uh, but also three-point shooting is streaky just by nature. Even the, the best three-point shooters have, have little lulls because you're shooting from so far away and the ball comes off your hand just a tiny, tiny fraction of a bit different and it's going to miss. So hopefully he stays uh, stays hot but at least more consistent. Uh, the bench, the Celtics got just the, not just the 12 from Sam Hauser, seven from Horford, seven from Pritchard, uh, a couple from Luke Cornett. So what's that? 14, uh, 26, 28 bench points to – the, the numbers are skewed. It was kind of even – actually, Toronto, I think, in garbage time did a little bit better, but through let's, – let's go through the first three quarters because that's a little bit more accurate representation through the first three quarters the Toronto Raptors had uh, six, eight, 10 bench points quarters, one through three, and the Celtics had 16. That's when it mattered. The fourth quarter is mostly garbage time. I was not thrilled with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown playing uh, uh, the, the extra minutes in the fourth quarter. I think Joe, for some reason, left them in a little too long. Don't understand why, but no harm, no foul. Nobody got hurt. It's all set. They didn't play too many minutes. So maybe he just said, hey, 
Uh, I want them to play 30 minutes. I want I want to work through some things. Regardless, uh, to get the bench, regardless of the situation, I don't care who the other team is, could have been the Washington Generals. Celtics bench outscoring the other team's bench, I will take it. I will take it. You need to have more of that. But for now, bench was good. Jays were good. Porzingis was good. I thought, you know, White and, and, and Holiday. Holiday was huge in the third quarter. That third quarter was uh, where he did, I think, most of his damage. Uh, he had five assists in that third quarter. That was that was a big quarter for Holiday. And White had three assists in that third quarter. So just because they didn't score doesn't mean they didn't do anything. Uh, I, I think they, they had a, a really uh, fantastic impact in that. And in the third quarter, Jalen Brown, this is where Jalen Brown went off and Porzingis uh, went off. And, and they did, I think, they're the, the guys that kind of really pushed it to the edge uh, and, and built that lead in that third quarter. Overall, in this game, this was just a methodical march to a win. Nothing special, nothing overly crazy. Nice to see Porzingis bounce back. This is what you want a team to do. These games are, I'm not going to say boring, but they're just, just a regular old game, just like yesterday. Yesterday was a regular old big win. This is a regular old big win. This is what you want a good team to do to a bad team or a team that's dealing with injuries. This is it. Now, at the end of the game, with three and a half or so minutes to go, the Celtics were up by 27. Joe Mazzula calls a timeout to challenge uh, an out-of-bounds call, I believe. And there was some kind of, we'll call it a, a kerfuffle on the, the Raptors bench. They were not too thrilled with Joe Mazzulla, uh in his uh, calling of that timeout. Fine. You know, like you want to get your 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 you know underwear in a bunch over a challenge at that point. You know what? Don't be down 27. How about that? Yeah, Boston is better than Toronto. Boston is is has more talent than Toronto. You didn't have to go down by 27. That's on you. That's you had some really bad turnovers. You had some really bad play. You, you looked sloppy. It's not just the Celtics defense. It's not exactly the Celtics came in and flexed their muscles and beat their chests like you know, like, you know, Kings, it like came in through and, and, and just romped you and you had no, nothing to, to do about it. You, you played poorly as well. Like the Raptors played poorly. So don't go down 27. Don't be all, you know, pissed off about something down 27 when Joe Missoula is just coaching, you know, Missoula. And I loved the answer that he gave after the game about this. He basically in a nutshell said, Hey, these guys, I'm coaching them. They are my priority. When they're on the floor, I'm coaching them like I'm coaching the first unit in the first quarter. And you owe that to them. Like, these guys show up at the same practice facility, in the same locker room, in the same TD garden, in front of the same 18,000 people, and they want to play basketball. They are professional basketball players. They just happen to be at the end of the bench of a very talented team. And this is their opportunity. I will get pissed off at a Celtics team or any team that is so good that they're up big in the fourth quarter and then they squander it because they give away opportunities for the end of the bench to get real live minutes against real live competition. And that is meaningful. Coaches should understand that. The other team should understand that. The Celtics, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know when you need a Shvi Mikhailuk or O'Shea Brissett, Lamar Stevens, those guys. 
Delano Banton. You never know when one of those guys is going to be pressed into service, an emergency situation. You want them to at least recognize things on the floor. So Joe has to coach them. He has to coach them and make them understand, hey, this is what you do. This is the play. This is where you're supposed to be. This is our, our philosophy. This is, this is how we're defending. He's coaching those guys, and they're responding. And not only do they appreciate the fact like, hey, the coach isn't sitting there on the sidelines making, you know, like shadow puppets on the on a whiteboard because he's done. No, he's coaching you guys because you're you're the you're Boston Celtics. And Joe Mazzula coaches the Boston Celtics, not some of the Boston Celtics. So Toronto can go shove it if they're pissed off. Joe did the right thing. He's coaching his guys. He saw an opportunity to reward their play because they hustled and the refs got it wrong. They got it right. He got another possession for his guys and they went and executed a play. So now if something happens down the road, at least you can have some faith. And not only that, some film on the guys on the uh, on at the end of the bench on the floor so you can say, okay, Banton did this well against this type of player. Brissett did this well against this type. Stevens did this well against this type of player. So now you have a little bit of information. Every little bit of information is important. So gather that information. As the lights go down on me in this room on the YouTube channel. But the lighting on the YouTube channel just changed, and I kind of like it. All right, that's the end of my rant. That's the end of my rant. Joe did the right thing. Toronto can go shove it if they're pissed off. That's their fault, not Joe's. He did the right thing. You did the right thing by subscribing to this podcast. That's what I'm going to tell you. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening and watching to the, watching this bonus podcast. I appreciate you being here. I love all the people who have come up to me at the arena who have said hi, who are regular listeners. Uh, people come in. Somebody flew in from Chicago. I'm sorry. I forgot your name. Uh, flew in from Chicago to watch this game. First time ever at the Garden. That's awesome. Thank you for coming by. Thank you for saying hi. Love the fact that you're here. I would love it if you shared the podcast now. Tell your friends, tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.